News Talk Radio. Loopy without banned substances. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. It has been pointed out to me that last week on my show, I messed up. Like I made a mistake. I calculated something wrong and I didn't catch it. It's a huge problem. I didn't multiply by a hundred when calculating a percentage. How dare you? You're fired. Here's what I said. Well, the chance in North Carolina, if you get a confirmed COVID-19 diagnosis, the chance of you dying is 0.037%. Wrong. And then again. And according to the worldwide stats, and that's just for North Carolina, the worldwide stats is not much different. Uh, the chance that you die if you get COVID-19 is 0.057%. You are fake news. You're a poopy head. Watch your profanity. So the accurate numbers would be 3% and 5%. It was a genuine mistake, and I wasn't trying to be untruthful. Sorry for that. I am once again asking for your support. Because you'd be in jail. This is Loopy Radio. I'm Loopy. It is May 5th. A day to drink alcohol for a lot of people. One of the sad things that's come out of the coronavirus, though, is that Corona, uh, last I heard, uh, you know, the the uh, the company, the Corona we've known about before with coronavirus, they have stopped producing beer, last I heard. Now, that, that was a few weeks ago, so that might have changed. But yeah, because of the coronavirus, just because it has the word corona in it and people get triggered, as they would say in a college setting, uh, they have stopped purchasing Corona. And uh, as a result, the, the company is really struggling. So, uh, but this is kind of like Corona's big day. Cinco de Mayo. Yesterday was the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Watched some uh, Empire Strikes Back last night. Uh, but yeah, we got some news today. Uh, so, yes, I messed up. I'll give some very detailed, accurate statistics on the coronavirus. It's still... It's not worth destroying our lives for. It's really not. I'll cover those uh, statistics when we come back. Also, a few other things. The uh, North Carolina Department of Transportation has run out of money because of the coronavirus. But first, Bill Fisher 5 with the news. Want to support local talk radio? Email us at L-U-P-I-E radio at gmail.com. I'm Loopy. So GoBlueRidge.net posted um, yesterday the first, at least first that I've heard of, uh, casualty due to COVID-19 in Watauga County. It's not a person. It's not a person at all. It's the IHOP. That's right. The Boone IHOP restaurant is closed with no plans to reopen. That was from the uh, GoBlueRidge.net. Another casualty that just happened is my right speaker and my headphones. Wow, that's annoying. Okay. 
But yeah, just quickly here, uh, it says after the restrictions on dining and eating at restaurants went into effect due to COVID-19, a large number of employees were furloughed, and only a few days later, they received a letter from the company saying they're, uh, saying a number of stores would not be reopening, including the Boone store. According to the report, an IHOP company spokesperson also confirmed the store would remain closed. It's done. IHOP also has made similar statements about stores closed in Hickory, Gastonia, Johnson City, Kingsport, and Bristol. I do have to say, though, I mean, I've been to that IHOP um, twice, at least once, I think twice. Uh, They just always seemed understaffed. You know, you really can't complain about taking a very long time for your order to be taken, a very long time for your food to come out. When you get in there and you can tell they're just understaffed, which means they just didn't have much money. And when you get hit with something like the coronavirus, you know, and a massive decline in customers, you know, no money turns into really no money. You know, got to close down the business kind of no money. Personally, I think that spot where the IHOP is would be a perfect spot for like an Aldi or a Trader Joe's, which this town needs. An Aldi or a Trader Joe's. I don't want to have to drive 30 minutes to Wilkesboro to go to Aldi. Go down the what I call the Hill of Death on 421. Got to come back up it. Going to kill your car. Okay. So I've I've found some some stats on COVID nineteen. I'm going to publish these. Um, I researched you know who this person was who published these. And I find they're incredibly trustworthy. It's a bunch of data from Johns Hopkins University, and the main website that this data is on for the average consumer um, is not uh, visibly good. Visually good. It uh, very bad layout, very dark, lots of stark contrast and colors. It's not good. So somebody took all the same data, same spreadsheets, and uh, put it into a website in a new way for the average person. You know who. You know, easy to read, big numbers, data put it in the right spots. So here's as of yesterday. It has all the numbers in the world that Johns Hopkins University can get their hands on, and they especially have the U.S. numbers very accurately. Right now, the affected population of the United States from the coronavirus is 0.36%. That's the affected population. The percent of total people who have had the coronavirus or currently have it, 0.36%. So if the coronavirus gets to the point that they were originally saying it was going to be where 80% of people are going to get this, then we are far away. Then this is just getting started, if that's the case. That means total, so far, 1,180,000 people have been confirmed with coronavirus in this country. According to getting tested and having it saying that you have it, and then living through it, and getting tested again and confirming that you no longer have it, that number is 187,000. 
About 69,000 fatalities so far and 924,000 people who have it right now. Confirmed have it right now. The key to remember with all this is confirmations. That means you did a test, that means it came back positive. Oh boy. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. It has been pointed out to me that last week on my show, I messed up. Like I made a mistake. I calculated something wrong and I didn't catch it. It's a huge problem. I didn't multiply by a hundred when calculating a percentage. How dare you? You're fired. Here's what I said. Well, the chance in North Carolina, if you get a confirmed COVID-19 diagnosis, the chance of you dying is 0.037%. Wrong. And then again. And according to the worldwide stats, I found that's just for North Carolina. The worldwide stats is not much different. Uh, the chance that you die if you get COVID-19 is 0.057%. You are fake news. You're a poopy head. Watch your profanity. So the accurate numbers would be 3% and 5%. It was a genuine mistake, and I wasn't trying to be untruthful. Sorry for that. I am once again asking for your support. Because you'd be in jail. News Talk Radio. Loopy without banned substances. I'm Loopy. My right speaker is coming back in slightly. It's like buzzing. It's like I'm having a small electrical short, you know, within like half an inch of my head. That's nice. So on loopyradio.com, after this show is done, it'll be on the podcast. You can go to this website itself. But uh, it's also easy to search. You can just search covid.observer. That is this website. Instead of .com, it's .observer. covid.observer. And you can download spreadsheets, make your own graphs, all that sort of stuff. It's actually, if you want to practice Microsoft Excel, uh, this is some good data to use for that. Anyway, according to their, they have like stats for many different countries, um, but specifically for the U.S. for the United States, uh, it says the affected population as of yesterday is 0.36 percent. Okay, and originally you would go on TV when this thing was first coming out of China, and people were like, "This is so contagious, it's going to hit 80 percent of the population." So if that is true, which it's very likely that's not because that came off of cable television news, but if it's if that is true, we are very 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 far away from 80%. We're just starting this journey if that's the case. Right now we're at 0.36% affected population. That means the raw numbers as of yesterday that's 1.18 million people in the United States confirmed it could be more than that obviously it is more than that people that just never got tested scientifically 187,000 have recovered 69,000 have died of COVID-19 or while they had COVID-19 they might have been dying for another reason But if you have COVID-19 when you die, then that counts as a COVID-19 fatality. And right now, as of yesterday, about 924,000 people currently have the coronavirus. 
That sounds like a lot, right? But we live in a very big country. Now, that's the raw numbers across the board for this entire time that we've had coronavirus going. The mortality rate we're finding across the board for the entire time coronavirus has been going is about 5.8% worldwide. The daily growth is the lowest it has been. The daily growth right now is 1.9% of cases. It used to be 36% daily growth. We're at 1.9%. And again, this is all based off of data. You can find it, covid.observer. I'll also post it on the website. Uh, Tons of information. So yeah, that, but it you have to still ask the question. Is it worth the response we've been giving it? And I think a lot of people, including me, obviously, I'm, and I'm saying it, a lot of people would agree with the thought that it has not been worth it. The effect it has had on the everyday person. Our response has affected the the everyday person far more than the virus has affected the everyday person or probably will affect the everyday person. Now that doesn't sound right. You know, we said, "Oh my gosh, this virus is coming, it's going to affect a lot of people. Let's destroy the country and affect all of the people." Because most people, a massive, a massive percentage of the people who get COVID-19 will be sick for a few days and then they're back, you know, back to life. So we've gone from most people sick for a few days to, you know, let's financially, mentally, socially, physically destroy the lives of every American for like a year. Now, obviously, that is, you could debate a politically incorrect thought about COVID-19. The politically correct response is the response that we've been, you know, having done in the federally and in our state of North Carolina. That's the politically correct response. The politically correct response says, you know, we're going to do whatever is possible to keep anyone from dying from COVID-19. And that includes destroying everybody's finances, keeping people locked basically under house arrest, destroying businesses, destroying, you know, the the financial landscape after COVID-19's already even gone. That's a very politically correct response. And I think the the fact that that is the politically correct response uh, is derived from a lot of factors. And I think one of them is that there's not enough faith in this country. Spiritual, religious faith. 
if the political correct response is we cannot allow a single person to die, then that means our society as a whole is deeply afraid of death. Deeply, deeply afraid of it. That's just, that's a whole other level. So yeah, so those are the numbers. COVID.observer. Lots of information. Lots of good graphs, charts. So you can see it's not just like today what does it look like. It's all the data we have going back. So you can see trends. You can see how how the curve is flattening. Which it really has, if you look at these graphs. It, it has flattened. And the percent growth every day of cases is has just plummeted. Which is what we want. You know, it was about 36%. Now it's 1.9%. That's massive drop-off. Here's another thing. that there, There's so many aspects of life that are being greatly impacted by our massive doomsday response to COVID-19. One of them, uh, posted by Bill Fisher today on uh, GoBlueRidge.net, has to do with the Department of Transportation. I This never crossed my mind. And this is important. It says the, uh, the NC Department of Transportation has uh, seen a sharp decline in revenue that has resulted in the department falling below the mandated cash floor of $293 million. So they're below what they really want to be the minimum, the bare minimum. As a result, the department can no longer enter into new contracts for for transportation projects. No new road constructions, you know, uh, road improvements, no new projects for anything in the Department of Transportation can start. North Carolina Department of Transportation is funded entirely by motor fuels taxes. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's how to drop off for several reasons. So it's uh, funded by motor fuels taxes, highway use taxes, and DMV fees. They they don't want you to get out of your house. People aren't going to DMV. Highway use taxes now is only for the bare minimum for trucks that are taking goods to cities that need it. Motor fuels taxes have dropped dramatically. So therefore, DOT's budget has plummeted. This article says the DOT will lose more than $300 million in revenue for the fiscal year ending June 30th because of the effect of COVID-19 restrictions. That's That's for the fiscal year ending June 30th. That's not this calendar year ending December 31st. So since this all started in February, and it's estimated between February and June 30th, they will lose $300 million. That does not include anything after June 30th. That's significant. And their cash floor is $293 million. This article also says nearly half of all temporary employees and embedded consultants have been laid off, and most programs suspended. While below the cash floor, the Department of Transportation can continue active projects, that's good, and maintain infrastructure, continue to operate DMV function, 
respond to emergency situations, and hire new employees for critical safety-related positions, also known as essential employees. Yeah, that that's uh speaking on essential, you know, essential jobs. That I think this all has caused a lot of people who have been laid off due to not being essential to start thinking about should I be in an essential business? You know, cuz you you would be guaranteed uh, a job right now, you know, you wouldn't be laid off. But that said, I was listening to a uh, Pat McCrory show on WBT and his morning show a little bit ago, and and they were saying, you know, right now, if you're, you know, if you're living off of unemployment, you you making forty grand a year. That's not a bad gig. Unemployment and forty grand a year. Good grief. Like, sign me up. I'm looking to sign a part-time job, I mean a full-time job this week. Uh, I doubt it will make that. But that said, all those people in unemployment making 40 grand a year, I mean, we're going to have to pay that in taxes. So that's fun. I'm Loopy. This is Loopy Radio. I'm looping. So the right headphone in my ear, it's come back slightly. It's like auxiliary percussion on this song right now. It's extra little buzz to the snare hit. Uh, I mean, having so these headphones, this is this has to do with COVID nineteen. Yes, it's not pointless, ish. So like these headphones that I have have been actively breaking since this year started. So I ordered a a really nice pair. You know, I'm graduating college. uh, I'm getting into the industry. I want a nice pair of headphones. So I bought like this $220 pair of headphones. Um, And when they arrived, they were damaged uh, from manufacturing. So I said, okay, I will ship them to them. It's under warranty and they'll fix it. When it got to their warehouse in California and got fixed and were about to be shipped, California mandated that all these non-essential places had to shut down. So right before my headphones got shipped, they were deemed unessential, a headphones company, and uh, as they probably should be. And uh, mine are still sitting in their warehouse, burned to the ground for all I know. They've been sitting there for a long time. To the point where now these headphones are basically useless. That said, I am a big Liverpool fan, so I bought my fiance a Liverpool jersey because they're on clearance because the season would be ending right now. And um, that was shipped from California and made it to Boone in two days. So it's frustrating. Deeming things essential or non-essential, uh, you know, a really expensive pair of headphones for a media professional, which is an essential job. Someone, you know, running in a radio station is essential. But his equipment that he ordered 
apparent that he has to have apparently is non-essential. That's why I don't have my headphones. And then when he buys his fiance a Liverpool jersey, which is completely for the fun of it and not essential whatsoever, that gets to him in two days from the same location. That makes sense. Another thing that makes great sense, uh, I'm, I was with WASU here in town, the App State's college radio station. I was the station manager. Uh, will be for another two days, kind of, technically. They kicked us out, along with everyone else, off of App State's campus a while ago, back during spring break. And uh, we had not been able to physically enter the radio station since then. Like, if I, I have a physical key to get in the building, if I went in I and got caught, I would get in serious trouble. So I never did. Only just a few days ago was I able to walk into the exclusion zone of the Beasley Media Complex to receive some personal uh, sound equipment as well as some other things for our traffic manager, uh, some, like, receipts, and just a few other things that people needed out of the station. I had to get direct approval from the chancellor's office of the school in order to walk into the exclusion zone. They gave me a mask and said I had to wear it. I had to tell them exactly which room numbers I was going to walk into and I was not allowed to go into any other room than except for the ones that I explicitly specified. And on top of that, I could only be in the building for 30 minutes. An exact 30-minute time frame. I had between noon and 12.30 on Monday to be in that building. Granted, a week ago... There were nine reported cases of COVID-19 in Boone, and now they've actually edited that down to eight. They've removed one. To the point where I have to wear a mask, which made me greatly overheat and made me feel like I was going to throw up because I got so hot. And I had to get permission from the Chancellor herself, Her Majesty's self, to go into that radio station to get my own personal items that they've kept me from being able to get because of a virus that really isn't here. It makes no sense to me. Want to support local talk radio? Email us at radio at gmail.com. I'm looping. So things are starting to reopen, finally. About time. Uh, Georgia really kicked it off. Got a lot of flack from the media and from the president, frankly. And then all of a sudden, most of the South and the Midwest said, you know what, that's actually a brilliant idea. So now a ton of the country is rolling back on restrictions. And that's what you can love about this country. We have a president and people in Washington to make big, sweeping decisions. But when a state feels like they overstep, 
the state has its right and its ability to tell its people differently. And I love that. And that's also we have counties within states for that same reason. So, for example, Gaston County uh, rolled back a ton of restrictions last week. Uh, I think it's about time. North Carolina is still not quite on the cutting edge of rolling things back. Uh, we're the most northern of southern states, in my opinion. Um, especially with Governor Roy Cooper right now. If we had Pat McCrory, it might be a different story. Uh, so here's from WBTV talking about malls, for example. It says, while most stores have turned to online only for more than a month, some Charlotte area malls are uh, expected to reopen later this week. That includes malls owned by Simon Properties, such as South Park Mall, Concord Mills, and Charlotte Premium Outlets. They're all going to reopen this week. And, um, again, it's not going to be full-blown reopen. We're still going to have social distancing things, six feet, wearing masks, all that. Um, I was actually just talking to someone. That most of this wearing a mask is actually pretty useless. It's more to just keep people from freaking out. Basically, the masks that work are being sent to the hospitals, as they should. Uh, all these homemade masks and the really cheap masks that people are buying, they really don't do anything. It's kind of just for show. I'm not going to say for style, because there's zero, no style there. But it's for show, and it's to keep people from freaking out, which I understand. But yeah, a lot of malls in Charlotte this week are expected to reopen, so it might be a... Uh, this might kind of kick things off for North Carolina. I mean, we're not doing this as quickly as Georgia or a bunch of southern states or a bunch of midwestern states. But that's a good start. Especially given that it's in Charlotte. You know, you'd think Charlotte and Raleigh would be the last two places in the state to do anything. So maybe, just maybe, we'll have more than Walmart to walk through. It's a beautiful thought. I miss the old days. I should be back Thursday. I'm Loopy.